The text that calls for our attention on this Lord's Day is our Gospel reading for today from John chapter 15, and especially these words. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Randy and Olivia, children of God, guests and visitors, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm not sure if such a brutish practice is still allowed on the playground, but at least it was when I grew up. It's one of those moments in childhood that can serve as a badge of honor for one child, perhaps for their whole life long, and can serve another one a very crushing blow. Two are chosen as team captains, and the picking then begins. The kids that are picked first are convinced by that simple act of their peer that they do have unquestionable value. The kids that are picked last are convinced that they weren't really picked at all, but rather were chosen simply because the team captain was obligated to do so. You know, it's important to feel chosen. Or maybe I should say instead, it's important to be chosen. For it gives us a sense of worth. It lets us know that we belong. And while that playground example reminds us of that fact, it is another setting that perhaps get us, gets us a little closer to the point for today. Imagine, if you will now, an orphanage full of children. Two young parents walk in, and everyone there stands at attention. They put their best smiles on, and they run their hands over their clothes to make sure that all the wrinkles are pushed out. They respond to the questions asked to them with politeness that would put any normal kid to shame. For they know that in this setting to be chosen is truly to belong. It is to have a family. It is to have unquestionable worth. Randy and Olivia, I hope today that you heard and hear again the words of the gospel very clearly. For there Jesus says this, You did not choose me, but I chose you. That you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide. Yes, did you guys hear that? You are chosen. And you're not chosen by some punk kid on the playground, or not even by just some well-meaning young folks who are trying to help out someone in need. You are chosen by the Almighty God, that one who created all things. That is the one that has chosen you. Blessedly for both of you, this choosing of God was made evident when you were just infants. Both of you knew you were chosen at a time when you were not even able to stand up, let alone stand up straight. 
Rather than on that day, your parents worrying about if all the wrinkles were out of your clothes, they were more worried about whether you might spit up on those clothes. Rather than worrying if you would be polite enough that day, they were simply hoping that you wouldn't scream so loud that no one else could hear the pastor speak your name in the name of Christ. And it's good, in a sense, that you guys were blessed with such a baptism. For otherwise, you might think somehow that God chose you because there was something particularly special in you. You might think that your worth is based on something that you have done. You might think that you belong just because, well, you're pretty awesome. God's choosing, you see, is not like what happens on the playground. God does not choose people because they are so talented. He doesn't pick them because they're the most popular. He doesn't even pick them because he just happens to like some better than he likes others. He picks them simply because he wants them to know the value that they have. He wants them on his team, so to speak. He wants them to know that they belong with him. I suppose you could say it's a little closer to the situation that we heard about in the orphanage. For indeed, as he looks at us, everyone there in the lineup has great need. Those people that God chooses are not being picked because they have something to offer, but rather are being picked precisely because they have such great need. They need to be chosen if they are to have a good and abundant life. And that is how God chose you. You see, the scriptures make it clear that you are born into this world with great need. And that's not to say that there was something about you two in particular that made you have more need than others. In fact, it's to say exactly the opposite. You were born into this world with the same need that every person is born into this world with. Ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Yes, indeed... The Bible tells us that we start off life from conception on in sin. We start off life at odds with God. And yet, Jesus chose you. I mean, let's be honest. You would not have chose him at all if it was according to your sinful flesh. You would have instead chosen to be without him. But thankfully, he chose you. And that means then that your worth, your sense of belonging, it, doesn't be, it isn't based on you. It's based instead on your Father. Your worth depends on Him and not you. Yes, He chose you to be His own. To live under Him in His kingdom, as the Catechism says. But there was one problem. In order for you to come and live in his kingdom forever, that rebellion that you had inside of you, that often acted out outside of you, had to be done away with. And so that meant that God had to make another choice. Yes, he had to choose that his only begotten son, Jesus, would be your savior. He chose him to be the one who would take your rebellion upon himself and die for it. Yes, he is the one who was raised up from the dead in order that you might have new life. You see, you could only live with him if your heart of stone was removed and you were given 
a new one. And that's precisely what Jesus has done for you. Through his death and resurrection, he has given you forgiveness, a new heart, a new heart that loves God and desires to do his will. Yes, God made this choice for you. He gave his son to die and rise for you. He chose to sacrifice him in order that he might have you. Today, you are blessed to receive for the first time the sacrament of the altar. It is another way in which God reminds you that you are his chosen child. While in one sense, from that first day when your forehead was made wet with the water and with the word of God, you've had everything that Christ earned for you. But on this day, you are blessed to receive yet another way that God brings the blessings of the cross into your life. Today, you receive the same gifts, but in a new way. You get to come into the presence of Christ and eat his flesh and drink his blood as he makes you whole. Yes, it is another way in which God will remind you throughout your life that he has chosen you. And know this, God has chosen you with purpose. He has chosen you for eternal life, to be sure. But he has also chosen you with purpose for this world. He has appointed you, our text says, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide. God already has given to you all sorts of roles in life in which he intends for you to produce godly fruit. Right now, he's given you such roles as children to your parents, hearers of the word, siblings, students, and other things could be listed as well. But in all those areas, he wishes for you to produce godly fruit. And here, those ten commandments can be your ready guide. Nothing should be more important to you than your God. And therefore you should manifest that by gathering in his house and by hearing his word, and also by how you use his name. And then in all those roles God has given you, you are also to serve your neighbor. And you will serve your neighbor best when you respect authority, when you respect life, when you lead a sexually pure life, when you're not found stealing or lying or, or uh, being, content, being discontent with what God has given to you. Later in your life, you guys will get different roles. One day, someone will call you dad or mom, perhaps, or someone might call you husband or wife. And when those times come, nothing will have changed except the role you're given to play, but there also you will be given to produce fruit. That is the fruit that God desires from you your whole life long. It is the fruit that he blessedly will bring forth in you through his work. And it is fruit that he will use to bless the life of others around you. And he wants you to abide in that, or he wants that fruit to abide in your life the whole life long. And that will only happen if you continue to abide where his word is, if you continue to be there at his supper where he has promised to feed you. So don't walk away from the places 
where God has promised to keep you in that one true faith. God has chosen you, so don't reject him by walking away from him or his church where he gives out his gifts. Today and throughout your life, however, you will obviously at times go through the Ten Commandments and you will find that you have failed grievously, that you have not produced the godly fruit that you ought to have produced, that you've not lived up to the Father's expectation. And at first glance on those days, if you remember that you are chosen by God, it might only make you feel a little more guilty at first. You might think, well, here God has chosen me. He's given me everything I need for my body and life. And yet still, I've disappointed him. Well, in the end, know this. God choosing you was not about him being able to bring guilt upon you, but rather to remove the guilt of all of your sins from you. He intends the fact that you are chosen to be your saving grace quite literally. For he always welcomes his chosen home. As the song the kids sang, Father welcomes all of his children. He forgives with great joy. And he rejoices with his angels each time one of you turns to him in confession and receives his forgiveness anew. So know this. God, he'll never be done with you. For you are chosen. He has chosen you and he has chosen his son to be your savior. So abide with him in his church, with his people, amongst his holy gifts. Make his word your daily delight. For through those means, the Spirit will indeed keep you in that one true faith until life everlasting. And that means that on the last day, just as with this day, you will be able to rejoice and say, I am chosen by God. Alleluia and amen.